mis amigos. Ponamos mis amigos de Freedom's Primeros. Thanks for joining us tonight, people. We appreciate you being here. It's Eric, the Freedom Screamer. We have Lori Anderson and Tyler on the phone. Um, like I was just saying, we have multiple issues. I thought Lori was reading the Seroquel symptoms, and she was reading the smart meter symptoms. That neat little smart meter, that digital meter that must be harmless. What could it do? It does a lot. I am blown away, Lori, by the list of, of, of diseases, illnesses, ailments. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I wasn't sure what you were reading. I might have stepped up and just gotten away from the phone for a second, but I didn't realize till the end of the list that that was not the Seroquel. Seroquel is bad enough. Seroquel is new, infectious pneumonia, uh, cardiac failure, and sudden death. <laughs> and the smart meters are dizziness, uh, you know, agitation, sleep deprivation, uh, you know, pulsing in the brain, and it depends on how sensitive you are to these things. Not everybody's the same. Now, combine a smart meter frequency, which is a two a two-way meter, that means not only does it receive, it transmits. That's the entire nature of the smart meter. It transmits as well as receives. And that's just in the patent. You just have to look. The electric company will tell you that. That's not like deep research. It's two-way device. And so with that, that, that frequencies can attenuate dr drugs and heavy metals and halogens and t toxins in the body and make it feel like you're crawling out of your skin, I'm sure. Uh, this is not far-fetched. So we have two issues here. We have the Seroquel, which is the poison pill that they're forcing out through the courts. AstraZeneca lost all their lawsuits because they knew Seroquel would kill people, and they still pushed it on the open market through your local drugstore. Uh, now with the smart meters and the list of what Lori just read, I'm still completely blown away. I, I knew they were bad. I didn't know they were that bad. Um, so I want to give out two phone numbers here and turn it right back to Lori and Tyler, and they can take up most of the rest of the show. And uh, the, the, two, the, the two phone numbers, and these are cell phone numbers for the owners of the facility, they need to hear from us. Have some guts and call these people. It's not gonna, nothing's going to happen to you, okay? You're out of state. Just call. Don't be stupid and threaten anybody. Just call and, and, and politely read them the riot act. That respectfully require their release, Tyler. Uh, inform them that the Seroquel uh, lost, lost in court. <laughs> Seroquel lost in the witch's court. Uh, to the tune of $520 million, 37 states, and over 20,000 individual lawsuits, 20,001, including Tyler Whitman, who we have on the line tonight. Thanks for joining us, Tyler. We'll get right back to you in a second, but I want to give out the two cell phone numbers for Donald and Loretta Martin. That's Donald and Loretta Martin. They have a church called the Upper Room Church. I hope they're going to go there to that upper room pretty soon. The Upper Room Church, Donald and Loretta Martin, 803-606-7238. Ain't that precious? We got their cell phone numbers. You've got to love this, people. If you don't get involved and call on behalf of Tyler, you just wait. The tyranny's going to come for you, and you're going to wish you got involved. Because if you don't come there for somebody else, nobody's going to be there for y'all. So 803 606-7238. That's 803-606-7238. I can't remember whether that was the Mr. or the Mrs. Donald or Loretta of the Upper Room Church. Apparently they're on Facebook. And he rants and raves about Jesus every Sunday. The other one is 803, same area code, 803-404. 
at 404-2275. Once again, the second cell number is 803-404-2278. I'm sorry. They both end in 8. I've been writing my 8s a little funky here because I'm in a hurry. So the first one's 803-606-7238, and the second one's 803 404 2278 803-404-2278. Okay, and I got through to them. You know, I was very polite and extremely nice. I didn't get, you know, I didn't read them the riot act or be rude at anything. And I said, hey, how you doing? I'm just, stop calling. Obviously, she got the few calls. She may not be answering the phone, but the beauty of a cell phone is they take a text. So I would make up the text of your dreams. Okay, here, you can take a you can take a swipe at the establishment, be nice about it, but be firm and require them to release because the Seroquel is deadly. And, um, you know, the rest of it we can talk about later. All we need right now to discuss is there's a court order uh, that commands Tyler be released in, what, a week or two, in early May. And we want to stick to that at the latest. May 17th. You know, May 17th is his scheduled release date. No, no keeping him no more six months. And that's what Tyler's being threatened with. That's kind of the gist of why we're here. He, I would have never come into this case if, I did, if they hadn't tried to give him an extra six months over and above the court-ordered 12 months, okay? So they wanted to go an extra half a year because he was spitting out his poison pill, Seroquel, which is already lost in the witch's court to the tune of $520 million. So I don't blame him for spitting it out. Kudos to Tyler. Boy, and if they're going to continue after we tell them this information to make it stuff that pill down his throat, they have to be insane. And they're killers. And I'm not joking. I'm not stretching it. This is not hyperbole. This is scary stuff. They, they've got to know now. I sent them the text. I gave them the information. I left a long message on their voicemail. Nice. So they wouldn't just hang up and erase it. I'm sure they heard it. Send them emails. It's the passionate care home in South Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina, and I just gave you the phone number. The office number, and they were not answering the phone there, so they're probably getting a lot of calls and just gave up. But the office number, if you can get the office uh, and get their email, I do not have the email address. Email's good because it's almost, if there's proof that they read it once they open that email, I don't think they could deny in a court of law that they saw the email if it was open. Uh, they could say, well, I opened it but didn't read it, and that's a stretch, and the jury may not believe that. So I, I think sending emails to them would be really good. So uh, we're going to get you their address um, later tonight or tomorrow. If uh, if Tom's doing the broadcast, he'll give it to you. Uh, if I'm joining in, whatever, one of us will get it to you. We're going to have everything posted at courtroomwatch.com. That's courtroomwatch.com for those of you that can go to the Internet. I know there's some visually impaired and people in prison. we got some people who cannot go to the website. That's why I'm giving out the numbers, 803-606-7238 and 803-404-2278. Send them text because that's a cell phone and they'll be able to get the text to read it. Uh, la, la, la. The office number is 803-834-4544. That's 803-834-4544. Uh, if you can't get through and get the address, we'll try to get it for you. Otherwise, go to their website. They're online. Can you believe these people have a church, Lori? Uh, so Lori and 
And Tyler, back to you. Absolutely. Thank you, Eric. And I wanted to mention real quick, Ronald M. Powell, he's a retired U.S. career U.S. government scientist. He holds a Ph.D. in applied physics from Harvard University during his government career, and he worked for the executive office of the president, the National Science Foundation, and the National Institute of Standards Technology. And he did a report on the smart meters. And it says he surveyed two groups and the symptoms into somewhat different clusters, but many of these clusters are similar enough to enable comparison between the surveys. Of the top seven clusters and symptoms, both surveys of the six clusters are similar in description and nearly identical in order of occurrence. Sleep, disruption, headaches, ringing or buzzing in the ears, fatigue, loss of concentration, memory or learning ability, disorientation, dizziness, or loss of balance. Now, I can leave this document because obviously we want to get to Tyler. But I'm going to, of course, put source links underneath um, the radio show below so that you all can uh, get that link and you can get a copy of this as well. However, he did study um, wireless utility meters inside the United States of America. 49% sleep problems, 43% stress, anxiety, and irritability. 41% headaches, 38% ringing in the ears, concentration, memory, or learning problems at 35%, fatigue, muscle, or physical weakness, 34%, disorientation, dizziness, or balance problems, 33%, eye problems, including eye pain and pressure in the eyes, 26%, cardiac symptoms, heart palpitations, heart arrhythmias, 26%, blood cramps or neuropathy, 19%, arthritis, body pain, sharp and stabbing pains, 18%, Nausea, flu-like symptoms, 17%. Sinus problems and nosebleeds, 15%. Respiratory problems, cough and asthma, 14%. Skin rashes, facial flushing, 13%. Urinary problems, 9%. Endocrine disorders, thyroid problems and diabetes, 9%. High blood pressure at 7%. Changes in menstrual cycle, 5%. Hyperactivity or changes in children's behavior, 4%. Seizures, 20 at 2%, recurrence of cancer, 2%, um, and then there is none of the above, 9%, other 18%, and I don't know, at 25%. This is an extremely serious discussion that we are having, and this directly affects Tyler. So I want to get back to Tyler's story. Tyler, can you... Tell us how what the milligrams of medication is that they are forcing on you with the Seroquel. How many milligrams a day are they forcing you to take? Well, it's fluctuated throughout the years, um, ever since January 2015, this started happening. Uh, at my highest ever at one point was 800 milligrams. Currently now I'm on 500. Wow. 500 milligrams of a drug that has been exposed to cause death and they want to hold him longer. Now, the reality is the listeners, you know, this is about the money. This is not about somebody being schizophrenic, if you will. Now, Tyler, um, why don't you uh, go into a little more detail about what's been happening in the last week because you know 
that your your release date is coming up and you're feeling more pressure as to the possibility of them not releasing you can you can you tell us why you feel that way well i i believe it's a it could be a, a money a money issue for for them, uh, the people that are running the facility because they they uh, very seldom get uh, uh, people from the VA to to be sent to them to live here. So uh, every month that I'm gone, they lose two thousand dollars from that's take, taken out of my uh, my pay or my my disability checks from the VA. So you know, I, I believe there's an interest there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just believe that there's an interest by a lot of different compl- complicit parties here, uh, one being the VA. Um, for some reason, they don't want me to live out on my own. And, you know, I, I've, I've been going along to get along and, and taking the medication for an entire year and just looking forward to get, getting out of here to when I can stop taking the medication. But it seems that the, the mental health case managers, psychiatrists, and my mother's uh, slash guardian uh, conservator, their main concern is to keep me here based on the fact that I'm I'm, I'm not going to take the medication if released here. Mm-hmm. And if I'm allowed to live on my own again. So I'm afraid that that is going to be the reasoning presented to the judge in the case is that, okay, well, if he's released, he's not going to take his medication because I've expressed various times, not lately because I've learned my lesson, I've expressed to the psychiatrist and to the mental health case manager my disdain for the medication and and the research that I've done on it. But they seem to just want to present uh, their their information, which is, you know, the medicine is helpful. And, I mean, it's just like the recording I I played for Eric uh, Jones um, when I was in in the psychiatrist's office talking with him when, when Eric Eric noticed that he you know he didn't provide any proof or any reasoning why the medication would help me mm-hmm. uh, and we and in uh, and, and the same sentence he's talking about holistic herbs you know uh, the natural god-given holistic herbs that are mm-hmm. destructive I mean he actually used that at bass backwards uh, you know mm-hmm. logic. Mm-hmm. What what symptoms does that medication? Um, well, when you take that medication, how does it make you feel? What what are the symptoms that happens with you? I feel I feel very lethargic. Um, I notice that um, you know you, you have you have almost have like a burst of energy when you when you have a, a positive thought or some or when you wake up in the morning you know. You, Sun comes up and you you breathe deeply and say you say this is going to be a great day because I feel great. I don't get mm-hmm. that. I wake up and I, my my brain feels like a brick, and it's very hard for me to even wake up. And uh, I, I can tell that it's because of, I've been I've been tranquilized. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, there's a there's another veteran that lives here that's been taking Seroquel for thirty or twenty five years, something like that, but he can't control his movements. He has tardive dyskinesia. Yeah. And he's always. Go ahead. I don't. I don't want to end. I don't want to end up like that. So. Right. 
I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And believe me, you have a lot more support than you realize. Um, now, I noticed when you said earlier that you were in the Passion uh, Care Center, I noticed that's not compliant with what the court order said. Can you explain to us why you're not where the court actually ordered you to be? Well, first, first they organized for me to stay somewhere called Oliver's House. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver, it's like an you know like an olive with the ER in it, um, and they they had organized that through the VA and through the initial involuntary institute institutionalization uh, hearing while I was at the psych ward. They had all agreed upon that's where I would be going, and then uh, within like a two week period. My mother got involved, and she she said that she wanted to pull me out there because it wasn't a CRC, CRCF residential care facility. So so she showed up there. She actually had two police cars, which was weird. She showed up there with two police cars, and her and her husband proceeded to move all my stuff out and move me into this one. I mean, the both places are in Columbia, but I guess that didn't have the credentials of being a residential care facility, and that's why. Or at least that's what you were told, right? Yes, I don't know if they drew up any paperwork or affidavit with the with the judge that that initially uh, put me into that that one. Okay, so you don't know whether they did it with the judge or if they did it as a violation of the court order. You you're not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Okay. All right, so I want to ask you this. Uh, The people are getting to know you a little bit better. Um, Do you feel like, because obviously you're being held against your will, and May 17th is the release date. I did notice on the court order it says that that your program for the outpatient treatment is not to exceed 12 months. And your 12 months is up May 17th. And um, I've noticed quite a bit that is not in compliance uh, with um, the court order as far as how they are doing you. And I also find it we're going to give the judge a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Um, We've reached out to her to see what she has to say, or at least Eric has. And um, to see what she has to say about them trying to forcefully medicate you with a medication that has been proven and sued by her own state, as well as the federal government and 37, 36 other states, as well as over 20,000 other civil actions against that. And with that, we've got a couple of words from our sponsors. We'll be right back, and I'll continue asking Tyler a question. And then we have got a caller on the line. If, Tyler, if you don't mind uh, taking a question, someone would like to ask you a question. Sure. The smoke is rising in the shadows overhead. 
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Um, this is just this is a this is we have two issues here 
and we've kind of brought them both kind of back and forth between the Syroquil. Right now we're talking about the Syroquil, but also the electromagnetic frequencies that, that boy, and all, we have to, all I have to say is Lori read the statistics and she read the side effects from smart meters. That has to, it describes perfectly many of the symptoms you are having currently now. And so I think we're, we're really starting to prove that, that there's a big problem here and it's toxic. I want to give out one, one more phone number here. Um, I think people should call the chief administrative judge for the state of South Carolina. It's a woman named Alice Richter, R-H-I-C-T-E-R. This is the judge that oversees all the other judges. It's only going to get so far with Amy McCullough. You know, I I hate to use this word, but, you know, in the worst-case scenario, it's going to be the fox guarding the hen house. Do we really go, you know, to, to, you know, to her to clean up the problem that she may be a part of, that she is a part of, whether how willingly we can only speculate right now. We're going to try to give her the benefit of the doubt. But I think the chief administrative judge should get a call so she knows, and she's the highest witch. Let's give Alice Richter a call at 843-958-4417. Once again, this is Alice Richter. She's the chief administrative judge for the state of South Carolina, 843-958-4417. That's 843-958-9417. And one more, our good old friend, the Vicar General, Richard Harris is his name, like the actor. Richard Harris's number is 843-261. Zero four two one. Please call the Vicar General. He answers to the Archbishop. These guys have power and they have pull. Let's ask them to do godly work. And please, respectfully requiring that you intervene in this matter and make sure that Tyler is 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 enabled to go to go on his merry way and have his life back uh, as per his release date this coming May seventeenth. We, we're not going to allow them to keep him for six more months so they can use him as a guinea pig to see how long it's going to take for the Syroquil to finish him off and what and whatever happens along the way. Sorry, Charlie, no way. I'm not, I'm not on my watch, and so everybody out there, I want call Mr. Richard Harris, be nice, but make, I used to like to use the word respectfully require. You're not requesting, you're requiring. This is We're not asking, we're telling, but we're doing it nicely. For now, 843 843- Two six one zero four two one. So please do the right thing, Mr. Vicar General Richard Harris. These guys have power. I've seen it. Uh, when they intervene, it, it does help. I've watched it happen. It accounts for many of our releases, I'm convinced. Stir the pot from the top down. 843-261-0421. Once again, 843-261-0421. This guy is like as close as you can get. To an accessible member of the of the of the Rothschild Rockefeller Vatican banking establishment. Okay, this these guys are the on boots on the ground frontmen for the biggest New World Order powers that we all talk about in other broadcasts. So with that, I'm going to thank people for calling and being polite and professional, but firm and require them respectfully require that Tyler be released on his release date, if not sooner. 
and he have all access to his own money, not his mom or the witch's court or the VA or anybody else. It's his money. He gets it. You go. Tyler's told me he's willing to give up. That means say bye bye to all the money he gets, thousands of dollars a month for disability. Just to be able to be normal and go back to work. And I think that's very respectable and admirable. Don't you, Lori? I do. And I wanted to mention, Eric, too, the um, State Medical Board of South Carolina is a good idea as well. And the one that's over discipline is Adam Russell. And that phone number is 803-896-4500. The name is Adam Russell. He's over the disciplinary part of the South Carolina uh, Board of Medical Examiners. And his number is 803-896-4500. Let's see if they will start an investigation as to the forced medication of the Seroquel being uh, portrayed, not just over on and forced on Tyler, but on other veterans as well, because South Carolina obviously has won that lawsuit, so they might be able to help that as well. So we do have a caller, Tyler, that would like to ask you a question. Are you okay with that? Hold them over until after the break. Okay, we'll be right back with you right after a couple words from our sponsors. Hang on there, Rhonda. We'll be right with you. The smoke is rising in the shadows overhead. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Do you worry a lot? If you're forgetful, nervous, moody, or overwhelmed, chances are you're not protecting yourself from the ravaging effects of stress and anxiety. No matter the cause, ongoing stress and elevated levels of the stress hormone cortisol can rob your memory, your health, your quality of life, and your future. Now you can combat the effects of stress and anxiety while improving your memory and recall at the same time with the dietary supplement Calm and Clever. Studies show that the ingredients in Calm and Clever reduce cortisol by as much as 30% in as little as 1 to 2 weeks and increase your ability to recall facts, names, and numbers in 4 to 12 weeks. Calm and Clever was created by scientist Kurt Hendricks, a principal investigator in two NIH-funded studies on Alzheimer's disease. Try Calm and Clever for two months. You'll feel the difference. Call 1-800-758-8746 or go to calmandclever.com. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. About six months ago, my wife bought Extendivite. She didn't tell me she was giving it to me. So after about three days, I said, maybe, you know, maybe the weather's changed or something. I said, my, my, my legs feel really good. And she goes, well, I've been giving you this stuff, and it was the Extendivite. And you know that I'm about 75% better. I can actually climb stairs now, and I can get up out of chairs. I can I can even get down and, you know, I have to work under a table or a computer table and work on a computer. I can actually get back up off the floor. You know what? It's an amazing product. I can't believe I didn't think anything short of having surgery was going to help. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. 
Did you know that neither the American Medical Association nor the American Bar Association were established to benefit the American people? Have you recognized that in our country, health care has little to do with health and that our court system has nothing to do with justice? The priests of both medicine and law have been incentivized to implement a dark agenda on behalf of the Bilderbergers and their ilk. To protect ourselves and our progeny, we need to take a much closer look at how these two giant industries really work. Join me, Al Whitney, on In Defense of Humanity, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Central, as we expose the matrix and learn how not to consent to our own destruction. My friends, welcome back to the broadcast. We appreciate you joining us tonight. This is the Republican, the Republic Broadcasting Network. I almost said the Republican Broadcasting Network. <laughs> this is the RBN Network. You can go to rbn.org and support the network. You can support this show by buying things from the sponsors. They got some cool stuff. I really like that woman who showed the defense of humanity. That's really cool. I like the way she the Bilderbergers and their ilk. <laughs> uh, she's that sounds that she hit it right on the head. So that's it was a nice synopsis of what we're living under, which is medical tyranny. Combine the medical tyranny with the judicial tyranny, and boy, have you got gasoline and and a match there, huh, Lori? Yeah, and how many Republicans are screaming? We need more mental health evaluations. How many? How many people are screaming that? And we keep telling them, stop screaming it because it's not what you think it is. We have proof sitting right here with us. 
Five minutes, everyone, is how long it took them to diagnose Tyler as being schizophrenic. Five minutes. You can't even diagnose the flu in five minutes. That's scary. And that's what everyone is, is calling I, for and supporting I wanna, it. I want to re, re, rebroadcast that into people's brain <laughs> through this brain-stimulating device developed at South Carolina oh. Medical School. Uh, Which we'll have to do that. Five five Let's minutes. remember one caller. Five minutes. Oh, yeah, we're going to yeah. the caller right here in a second. But think about that, folks. Five minutes. One mm. session, five minutes. Barely enough time to say, hi, what's your name? How you doing? Good to meet you. Where, where, where did you just come from? Oh, over down the road at the other facility or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can barely make small talk. And, what? and then two minutes, three minutes of small talk after the introduction, and it's off to the psych ward because you're schizophrenic? That's absurd. It's obviously they had plans for him to shut down any talk about, about his condition, which seems to be a combination of Seroquel poisoning, and attenuated frequency coming from the smart meters. You agree, Lori? I do, I do. And then, you know, we can also get into the other things. Probably um, tomorrow I might touch base on that. But, you know, once we get to the caller and Tyler gets into a little bit more um, of his situation, we only have a little bit left. But I'm, I've got a clip that I want everybody to hear because this is not just to Tyler. You know, but he, we refuse to remain silent. That's why we played that song earlier. We're not going to remain silent while our brother is being locked up and misdiagnosed as schizophrenic and force medicated with a poison that can kill him. They take a stand for us. He took a stand for us. We're taking a stand for him. He's our brother. And we refuse to remain silent on it. Because when you remain silent, things happen like they did in Nazi Germany. Rhonda, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. You said you would like to ask Tyler a question? Yeah, I would. Uh, and t- did, you, did you say you were taking that medication since 2015? Yes. Uh, was it off? Uh- off and on, or was it consistent? Um, it's Hello? been it's been it's been off and on uh, some periods, but it's pretty much been consistent. So it, it, at one point, at one point, would you say you had control over when you took it and when you didn't? Yes. And when you didn't take it, um. Obviously, you didn't take it because you didn't think it was working, but when you didn't take it, what were your symptoms? Lori already said what your symptoms were when you took it, but what were they when you didn't take it? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm able to, I was able to, uh, you know, whatever ways I can use my own will and my own mind to spiritually cope with the DEW attacks and the BZK and the silent subliminal sound are, are rendered ineffective while taking the Syrup will. So the Seroquel actually amplifies and intensifies whatever directed frequency or scalar wave attacks that I receive. Uh, that's just what I figured out from the periods in which I didn't take the medicine compared to the periods where I've taken the medicine, uh, you know, when I've taken so it. So obviously I, I, it wasn't working for you. Um, so I would like to know, um, 
If you've been taking it since 2015, and this is the first time you were locked up, right? Or admitted? February, yeah, February 2015. You were admitted in, for the first time when? February 2015. And now you're, and then they released you and put you back in there? Um, I, I don't. I don't know. We need to make this clear because there's a lot of uh, on on the courtroom watch website and every everywhere else that's publicizing my case. They're saying that I'm in a psych ward right now. No, I'm in what's called a residential care facility. Um, I've been in and out of the psych ward in the past eight past five years, uh, eight times. Is this uh, the I've longest been, you've been locked up? Well, Is this the longest yes, you've I mean, been in there? Um, okay, I, I've been here uh, for for a year, but this this is not a psych ward. Uh, it's very different from a psych ward. I get more freedoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, what well, I can't drive. I'm just curious as to what the key, the, what was the key factor? This is my last question, but what was the key factor that attributed to you being ad- admitted for a year? And your mom being a part of that, I think, isn't she? Yes, I mean, it, it, let's see, it, it clearly states that you're on the affidavit um, for mental illness, basically. That, that's what it says in the affidavit, involuntary emergency hospitalization for mental illness. Uh, mm. They just they found, they found clear and convincing evidence that I'm a person with mental illness and lacks sufficient insight or capacity to make reasonable decisions with respect to treatment, which I, I don't, that's very unfounded. I don't see how they can say that. And right. is I think what you're Tyler, asking, Rhonda, I think what you're asking yeah. is, remember I've been talking about that five-minute diagnosis? Mm-hmm. That's what it's based off of. That's ridiculous. I mean, go ahead. I also want to add, too, uh, I don't know if you, you or Eric mentioned uh, that um, when, when after they, they diagnosed me, it wasn't 45 or an hour later that I was dressed out in the psych ward clothes, the, the, you know, the wounding uniform at the VA. So they, they took me in and put me in automatically the same, uh, I'd say within the same hour that they diagnosed me. And this is all in my medical records, which uh, Dwayne Kirkland has right now. I'm trying to get him to send them to Eric. Well, I'd say, Tyler, and this is the last thing i got to say and I'll let you go, but when you get released, don't ever, ever go back to the VA hospital. And you might want to consider some chelation therapy. And never, you know, don't, don't let them, con- you know, I know you had problems, but personally, myself, Lori gave me almost a panic attack reading all those side effects, and I kid you not, I would have found something I had an aversion to. I would have said, let me look at the ingredients list. I have an aversion to that, 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 and that. And you can't give it to me because I don't do it. So, but when you get out, get chelation therapy and consult alternative medical doctors. I mean, they have one on RBN, Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Um, you know, and she, okay. she knows a little bit about everything, but she's on, uh, I think it's uh, Sunday morning. But, um, yeah, just totally, I mean, if you, that's what you got to do if you want to keep your freedom <laughs> is, you know, stay away from the 
people who try to lock you up. But um, I, I have a lot. I guess my half of my day is filled tomorrow because I wrote all those numbers down, and I will be calling these people. My mom, uh, um, Lori knows the story, but my mom passed away from a black box drug warning that we had no idea about. So I'm definitely going to be calling on on this. Like to say, uh, I just want to say to anyone who's been who's been listening or, or uh, copied down the phone numbers to this facility, and if you're planning yeah. on calling or texting, I would just please request that when you call uh, or text, say that you're a reporter or a journalist working on my case. That would be the best thing mm -hmm. to say, really. Okay. Okay. Why is why is that, Tyler? You get more weight okay. or something? Does it hold, hold more yes. weight to weight to do that? Okay. Well, that. And there's easier legal access as a journalist, even if you're just independent blogging stuff once in a while on the Internet. Hey, all you have to do is send it to us at Courtroom Watch at Gmail and tell them you're, you're doing a report, an independent report for Courtroom Watch. Use that if you want to. And, uh, yes, you have more clout and you have more legal access to him. Uh, would you agree with that, Tyler? Yes, because that was the, okay. that was the stipulation in, in the code that... Uh, Lonnie had sent me. So, Eric, can I say I'm an independent journal with, journalist with the Courtroom Watch? Absolutely. Anybody's welcome to do that. Just send it in, and we'll try to get it posted. If it's decent, we'll get it right up there. Even if it's just a correction or a fact check or a fact change, uh, send it. We'll we'll get it. We'll get it up there. So it's an open forum, and um, we put we do everything in the public venue because there is no other place okay. to go, um, and this is the best place. So and thanks, Rhonda. And one more one more question, real quick. Um, sure. So I can call and say I, ex I expect Tyler to be released on when? When's his release date? I think it's May seventeenth. Uh, whatever's in the court order, there's already it's already in the paperwork. I think it's May seventeenth. And he'll correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but it's, I believe it's May seventeenth. It's his scheduled release date. We want to we want mm -hmm. that to be the latest. Okay, if not sooner, but the 17th will do for now because that's in the court order. They're threatening him with an extra six months for spitting out the poisonous Syroquil. Okay, so I'll just call and say I'm, a, I'm an independent journalist with the courtroom watch, and I expect him to be released in May, on May 17th per the judge's orders. <laughs> Correct. That's perfect. Perfect. Okay. And okay, great. Go ahead. Eric, there would, that would be another year contract. They're trying to get me in, to sign another year. Not to, another not to year? No, forget it. Yeah, I know. It's really pissing me off. This, this guy's getting abused, okay? And you're holding up really well for a guy who's being real, actively poisoned as we speak tonight. And forgive me for getting excited, but if this doesn't really get people agitated and it's calm down, I know, but especially when you make the phone calls, you want to be professional and polite. Uh, but this should really get people, you know, really up in arms, so to speak, you know, metaphorically speaking. This is a very egregious case of a serious human rights violation. This man is being poisoned slowly. Uh, I'm sure they're doing experimentation, observation, and I'm sure he's, it, there's, he's part of a research experiment. It, this is all, and look what the military does to its own, and you'll see this is, this is exactly an ex, a prime example of where our military has gone. At the deepest and highest levels, it's gone into the medical research experimentation uh, on its on our own people, and it's really. I want to see this come to an end. I want to see Tyler go free on May seventeenth, 
So please uh, facilitate his release. Um, if not no before then. Yeah, you know, on, on or before May 17th. Yep, back to you, Lori. Thanks, Rhonda. Oh, well, one more thing, real quick. Tyler, for everything that is wrong with you, they can give you a pill. But for everything <laughs> that's wrong with you, there's a natural solution. Just go to natural right. natural doctors. Okay, thank you very right. much for taking my call. All right, Thank bye. you, Rhonda. Absolutely. And, Tyler, we really want you to know how much America, real Americans, support you. And um, we're going to be calling and, and doing what we need to do on our end to try to help you. Is there anything specific that you would like to personally say to the audience? Well, I just I would like to reiterate uh, the, the uh you know, I would just like to say, how, how would you like to feel, or how would you feel if you were being forced to take a tranquilizer, 500 milligrams of a tranquilizer, that gives you brain zaps, loss of cognition, short-term memory loss, lethargy, and heart problems? I mean, I, I can definitely feel uh, the, the medication assisting with the directed energy targeting my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and it's all I can do to try to do breathing exercises and things like that and, and meditation. But uh, it's just it, it, uh, the medication renders all of that null and void when I try to do that. Uh, so I, I need my life back. I need I need not to be forced to take this medication. Thank you. That's all. Well, let me interject here real quick because I want to talk about part of the solution program tonight. I want people to include... And, and, and we'll try to get it posted, but please do your own research. Ask all these players involved on these numbers we gave you. Ask what their email is. We need to do an email blitz. And the reason is, if they get 500 emails with the link to the lawsuit against Astragenta for Seroquel, all you have to do is go on your Internet search engine and type in South Carol uh, Lawsuit Seroquel. Syracuse lawsuit should get you there probably. Um, Lori will give you some more information on that. But I want to I want to get something done tonight, and I want people to do an email blitz on all these players: Amy McCullough, the judge, the vicar general, Richard Harris, the archbishop. Don't forget the vicar general works for the archbishop. Send an email to him. His name's uh, oh gosh, I don't have it. Uh, Robert Wilkie. Uh, no, I'm sorry, he's the head of the VA. Wilton Gregory, Mr. Gregory. Uh, Wilton, W-I-L-T-O-N, Gregory. He's the Archbishop of the Diocese of Atlanta, which covers the entire area of South Carolina. Don't let them put you off to the lower bishop. You want to talk to the big cheese, either Richard Harris, the vicar general, or his boss, the Archbishop, and require they intervene. This is an egregious case. So ask them what their email is and send them an email that spells out very clearly the Syroquil lawsuit, the side effects, it's easy to find on the Internet. They, they cannot deny that they did not read one of 500 emails that came in regarding Tyler's case. It'll be impossible right. for them to, even in the witch's court. Am I right on that, Lori? Yeah, and I'll make sure to post those uh, source links below the show. Also, we have another caller, and we only have a few minutes left, so let's get to that caller real quick, okay? Uh, Joanne, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Um, you know, I'm very sorry to hear what is going on with Tyler. It's very, very disturbing. And my question is, 
um, not only, you know, should we do whatever we can to get him released from this facility, but then what's the follow-up plan? You know, where is he going to be able to go, get away from the smart meter and whatever other things that are causing him problems and, and kind of a safe place to land once he leaves? You know, it's, it's one thing being able to get out, but then, you know, where can he go where he'll feel comfortable and safe and, and be able to recover? From this, I just you know I just think it's horrible what's going on. And, I would um, like to answer that question. Left I, I want to you know where where I want to if you didn't okay. mind I want to answer that question. We only have a few minutes left. That's a great question. Uh, if he okay. is allowed, I think here's the long and short to answer your question. What do you do next? If he is allowed to access his own disability money. If they don't take the money from him, he's able to get a place on his own. He's capable of doing it mentally and financially if they stop stealing his money. They take most of it and give it to the system, the court, the house, the facility. They all split up his disability money. That doesn't go in a bank account for him. He gets only a small portion of that. I believe it's a third. They get two-thirds. So if he's allowed to access all of his own money that he's entitled to, and I would say... He's entitled to this money after what they've done to him. Uh, he should not have to give it up, and he should be set on his way, and he can get a nice apartment in any state with the money that he'll have if it's not absconded and stolen by the witch's court, the VA, and the passionate care home. Good question, caller. Thank you. Okay. But, uh, Lori, do we have I mean, time for the question? we should be fighting for as well. Thank Good you. call. Thank, Thank you for bringing yeah. to our attention. And, and let's Thank make you. sure... For all the prayer warriors out there, let's keep Tyler Whitman in your prayers. Prayer warriors make a huge difference. So I wanted to point that out as well, Eric. So I don't know. Uh, we can, yeah, I think we do. I'm going to play a clip that was out in 2012 just to show you that, you know, what Tyler is talking about is not as um, is not as unheard of as you think it is. This clip is a 2012 mainstream media clip, by the way, of uh, people being targeted through the um, electromagnetic field. If you would, Mike, go ahead and play that clip. Well, maybe you sensed it, that feeling that you're being watched. Well, the state has laws against stalking on the books, making it a felony. Uh, what if police don't recognize it? And what if it's a complete stranger who's bothering you? Tonight, Joe Conger and the I-Team investigates. Cynthia Verbeff is moving. Her home, she says, has become a house of horrors. I feel that I've lost my mind. I've lost my life. Incident reports from law enforcement tell the tale. Numerous break-ins at the address. Vandalism to her car, her motorcycle, her computer. Verbeff believes she's being targeted. Everything. They just went through everything. But sheriff's detectives had little to go on because the vandals, though often destructive, stole nothing. Even from her portable safe drilled into and torn apart, the contents, the jewelry, remained untouched. Verbeff says her troubles didn't start until she met these two men. One would become her ex-boyfriend. The other was his partner in a San Antonio pain clinic, Dr. John Hall. very first time I met him, we went to his house on 4th of July. And uh, he told me that because I was already there in his house, I would be the next victim that I was going to be stopped. Verbeff found the doctor's prophecy to be correct. She suffered months of oddness. 
coming in through the front door and I touch the doorknob and it just falls into pieces. Lights left on, doors open, furniture moved, her clothes dryer disassembled. Her friends say they noticed the strange happenings. They tell the I-team they even witnessed a gas oven left turned on. As soon as you walk in the house, you'd smell gas in the house. So the whole house smelled from gas. So immediately turned it off and opened up the doors. But, I mean, that thing doesn't just turn on by itself. It had been running for a good length of time. Or the time Verbeff and a friend say they were stalked at a mall. I saw him following us to several stores, and I would see the man close to us, looking at us. The girls had the presence of mind to snap a photo with their phone. Verbeff says all these happenings culminated in an assault. The 39-year-old believes someone drugged the food in her home and returned later to rape her. I know something happened to me because... A woman knows. She filed a report and was briefly hospitalized with signs of sexual assault. Dr. Hall says what Verbeff describes is known as gang stalking. Indeed, he writes about it in his book, A New Breed, Satellite Terrorism in America. Verbeff is not alone. Others in San Antonio have contacted the I-team and described similar types of occurrences. The urine arsenic is above normal. Uh, we shouldn't have arsenic. Linda Johnson says someone poisoned her water supply with heavy metals in northwest San Antonio. Then there's her story about the bracelet that went missing, then reappeared. Police, she says, have stopped listening to her. And like Verbeff, she too believes she's been sexually assaulted, although she never filed a police report. I've gone to doctors many time, times, and I've been to the right crisis center for counseling, yes. Many of these so-called victims of what Hall describes as gang stalking meet up on the Internet, finding comfort and information from others who say they too suffer from electronic stalking, mind control, and even rape. Loosely defined, gang stalking is where organized groups target and harass unwilling victims to the point of paranoia, leaving the victims to deal with skeptical family members and skeptical law enforcement. This isn't stalking done by a, a former spouse or former boyfriend or someone that's, that you know that's disgruntled at you, but stalking is being done by, by total strangers in an organized fashion. All right, and everyone. some internet links. And on that note... We are done with the radio show for this evening. Please make sure you check the links below the radio show to hear the rest of that um, the rest of that clip. I want to thank Tyler so much for being here tonight. I want to thank you, Eric, for bringing this to our attention. Everyone, let's stand up for Tyler like he stood up for us when he joined the military. It's no way are we going to leave a man behind. As always, watch your backs, check your facts, Semper Fidelis, and you have a wonderful and blessed night. Well, I think it's right, everybody. Thank you. We still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are 
are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 